are the Jags back into last season form? And what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? That and more on the Charlie Jacobs podcast. Today is Tuesday, October 17th, and I'm going to recap week six of the NFL season. Before I do that, I do want to go back and talk about there was a huge college football game this weekend. It was Oregon, Washington. There's some other big games, but I really want to focus in on this one, especially because Michael Penix is now far and away the favorite to win the Heisman. He looked awesome in that game. Some of those throws he made were just perfectly placed. His touchdown that he threw at the very end of the game to Odunze, who Romo Odunze is amazing. I'm not saying he's a Marvin Harrison Jr., but he's very good. And in any other class of receivers, he would definitely be way up there, just like he is this year. He's great. And I also do find it so funny that this year, the Pac-12 is dissolving at the end of the year, and you have teams like USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten, and there's a bunch of other stuff. But the conference, this is the strongest I've seen it in a while. Washington's amazing. They're ranked number five now. You have Oregon, who's still ranked in the top ten. USC is Caleb Williams. Washington State is pretty good. Oregon State's playing really well. UCLA is still playing well. It's just kind of crazy to see that when they finally decide to end the Pac-12 or mess with it, it's back, and it's a great conference. That's just some brief college football talk. I want to get into the NFL this week because there was a lot of interesting things that happened. First off, I want to start talking about Colts versus Jaguars, and it's obvious that Anthony Richardson is needed for the Colts to succeed, even though Minshew won them their three games this season. They need AR back, and he might be out for the rest of the year with the shoulder injury. Minshew's just not great. Anthony Richardson looked really promising, and that division was possibly winnable, but now AR's hurt and might be getting surgery. Now, other things with the Colts, Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, that backfield's a mess right now because both of them look good. Jonathan Taylor had a couple runs where he looked like he's back, but Zach Moss keeps scoring touchdowns, and Zach Moss keeps looking good. Maybe they try to trade Zach Moss for something if he has any value. It's very interesting, especially it kind of goes along with the reason why they weren't going to pay Taylor in the first place, that they could find someone like Zach Moss who got released by the Bills, and then they could just pick him up and he's playing like this. And now they did give Taylor the extension. That whole thing is a little bit weird. But onto the Jags. The Jags defense looked amazing. Josh Allen had a sack this week. Trayvon Walker finally started to play better. And he you can actually notice him out there on the field more than you did last season and at the start of this season. Hopefully he continues to improve and actually lives up to that number one pick hype from last year. Because he's fallen a little bit short on that, especially considering what Aiden Hutchinson has done this season. And also, also another player on the Jags defense I want to mention is Andre Sisco, the safety, who has looked great. He had a pick this week against the Colts, but he's looked awesome all season. He's been really a big part of that. The Jags defense is better than I expected going into the season, and I'm sure a lot of people would agree with that. But now their offense, they feel like they're back to last year's form, especially towards the end of the year when they were one of the best teams in football. Lawrence, he hurt his knee, and he might not play Thursday. I think he is. That's my guess. But yeah, Lawrence today was seen at practice with a brace. I'm hoping he plays, and we'll see what happens because the Thursday night game, it's, in my opinion, not going to be that fun to watch if Lawrence doesn't play. But Lawrence does have great weapons. Evan Ingram's been pretty good this year. He had a sick one-handed catch. And then you have Christian Kirk, who these past few weeks he has been tearing up the he's been tearing it up. He's been awesome. 
He's looked great. He looks like the same Christian Kirk from last year. And then you obviously have Calvin Ridley, who's also looked good. And Travis Etienne really starting to come along. And he's been looking great the past two weeks. And he looks explosive. I know they drafted Tank Bigsby. People thought Tank Bigsby would eat into some of Travis Etienne's work. But Etienne's really cemented himself as the Jags RB1. Moving on to the next game I want to talk about. Quickly, Dolphins-Panthers. I feel like I probably talk about the Dolphins and the Panthers every week. But Panthers, they had the number one pick last year. They drafted Bryce Young. Young is starting to look better. Frank Reich just handed over the play-calling duties to the offensive coordinator of the Panthers. And also on that offense, Adam Thielen looks amazing. This is the best year he's ever had in his career. He's doing awesome. He could be someone that a team goes to try to trade for, like the Chiefs, who I keep saying that they need a receiver. Yes, I think Rashi Rice could be a breakout for them soon, but I still think they need a receiver. But yeah, Thielen has been awesome. And then for the Dolphins, Raheem Moser has 11 touchdowns this season, which is just crazy to think about. And before the season, a lot of people were, were criticizing their running back room and saying, oh, maybe they should go at Dalvin Cook and maybe go trade for Jonathan Taylor. But clearly they didn't need that as their running back room is crushing it. And quickly to mention, Tua is playing awesome. He has 1,800 yards right now on the season. And Tyree Kill... He's on pace for over 2,300 receiving yards and 17 touchdowns. It's crazy to think of that. If Hill gets that, then that's legendary because breaking 2,000 has never been done. Breaking 2,300 would be even more incredible of a feat. But moving on, Seahawks-Bengals. This game, I'm surprised the Seahawks didn't win in the end. They do need their offensive linemen to come back healthy because Geno kept getting sacked, and that was a big struggle for them. They struggled in the red zone a lot too, and their offense was struggling a little bit, but their defense was pretty good. Devon Witherspoon, when he was guarding Jamar Chase, like DK Metcalf said, he locked him down. He was very good against Chase this game. But yeah, as I said, Seattle needs their offensive linemen to get healthy. But for the Bengals... They still haven't looked great. Yeah, they won that game, but it's very weird with them right now. And their offense has been way too inconsistent. I do think on the defensive side of the ball, Trey Hendrickson is awesome. I loved him when he was in New Orleans. Then the Bengals signed him. I remember saying that that was one of the best signings of the offseason, and he was a huge part in their run to the Super Bowl. But yeah, that defense is playing pretty good. They just need the offense to be more consistent like they have been in the past two years. Now moving on, Niners versus Browns. Right after I say Brock Purdy's the second best quarterback in the NFC, he goes out there and he has his worst game of his career. He looked awful. He missed a lot of throws. He just didn't look great. Credit to the Browns defense. They're amazing. Yes, I know Trent Williams did get banged up and Christian McCaffrey left with an oblique injury, but still, the Niners could have won that game. They missed the field goal at the end. The Browns won that game, and now the Browns are really alive for their division. They could definitely win that division if Deshaun Watson comes back, but that situation on its own is a little bit weird, especially because of Watson having the shoulder injury. He was cleared, and now he's still not ready to play. It's a whole weird thing, but the Browns' defense is elite. They probably have the best defense in the league. You could say the Niners are up there, too. The Niners have a great defense. But P.J. Walker beat Brock Purdy in this battle. 
Before I move on to the next game, though, just one thing that really did stand out to me in this game. There was one play where Miles Garrett was going against Trent Williams, and Miles Garrett just dominantly won the pass pass blocking attempt. It was crazy to see, especially with the caliber of Trent Williams. Maybe that was something to do with his injury, but still, Miles Garrett is the real deal, and that Browns defense is the real deal. I want to go over two more games. First, I'm going to start with the Jets versus the Eagles. The Niners losing to the Browns was a huge upset. And then the Jets go on to beat the Eagles, which is maybe even a bigger upset. It was crazy to watch because I thought the Eagles were going to cruise by this game, especially with Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed being out. It's just crazy that the Jets won that game, and that goes to show you how good their defense is. Bryce Huff, undrafted rookie for agent in 2020. He's a stud. He's amazing. Out of any player this season, he has the highest pass rush win rate. And he also has the highest over the past two seasons. It's crazy because this guy was undrafted and now he's tearing up offensive lines and maybe it isn't showing up on the stat sheets, but he really is doing such a great job at getting to the quarterback and pressuring them. Yeah, the Jets defense was amazing and it feels like they're just going to carry them, especially because this part of their schedule gets much easier. Before the season was starting in the preseason, the expectations for their first six games of the schedule, whether they had or didn't have Aaron Rodgers, was projected to be two and four, and they're at three and three. They're better than what people thought they were going to do, even if Rodgers was healthy at the beginning of this season. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Aaron Rodgers later, but for the Eagles, Hurts did not look good. He threw three interceptions. The play calling also down the stretch was not great for the Eagles. I don't understand why they would have thrown it that the Jets picked it off and set them up at the 8-yard line for the Brees Hall's touchdown. It doesn't make sense why they don't just run the ball when they have the best offensive line in football. But yeah, we do have another injury, and that's Lane Johnson. Lane Johnson, in the past, he's been kind of a freak with these injuries, and he's played through some of them. But this one, I've read that it's week-to-week, so we'll see what happens with that. And on the flip side... One positive I do see out of this game is that Hassan Reddick was very close to joining my three-sack club. He had two and a half sacks this week, and I did say that he was starting to show up again because at the start of the season, he wasn't really doing much, and he is back, and he looks great again, and he is a fun player to watch, especially with how good he is at rushing the passer. But yeah, big win for the Jets, and it was crazy to see it because now there's no more undefeated teams in the NFL. And the last game I want to talk about is Giants-Bills. I'm a Giants fan, so watching us lose that game was both painful, inspirational, I got excited for the draft, but also just disappointment about the overall season, and that Tyra Taylor looks better than Daniel Jones, and yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff going on there, but the Giants should have won that game. At the end of the first half, it was a really bad play call by Tyra Taylor to switch it to a run, and we had no more timeouts. Dable got really, really mad at him. And watching that play out, it wasn't a very good situation to see. Because even if we just kick a field goal there, we would have been in field goal range at the very end of the game to kick a field goal and beat the Bills, which would have shocked everyone. But yeah, the end of the game, when Tyra threw it up to Waller, there was a PI call that the refs completely missed. And it's whatever. There's nothing you can do about it. But it definitely hurts as a Giants fan. But... The Giants, two huge positives on defense. Deontay Banks might be the best rookie corner this season. Christian Gonzalez has already been injured, and he was playing great, and I'm 
really sad that he got injured because he was fun to watch on a Patriots team that is not that fun to watch. But yeah, Devon Witherspoon's also great. He broke out against the Giants and he just clamped up Jamar Chase. But Deontay Banks this season, he's only allowed a 48.3 completion percentage when he's been targeted and it's only 9.4 yards per completion. And this is against some receivers, including Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddell. He's guarded DK Metcalf. This week, he guarded Stephon Diggs. And it's incredible to see this from a rookie already thrusted into that CB1 spot, and he looks great. Also on defense, Bobby Okereke finally showed why he's worth what we paid him in the offseason. He forced the fumble earlier in the game, and then he also had a play where he pops it up to Micah McFadden for an interception, who also Micah McFadden, he has been playing great. He's a little banged up. And I want him to be healthy, but Okereke was dominant in that game, and you could really see his presence, and he was really making the Bills uncomfortable. And then now on the offensive side for the Giants, Wandale has looked really good. He looks like he's completely back from his ACL injury, and he's kind of starting right where he left off when his workload was really ramping up in the middle of last year when he kept seeing a lot of targets. And this time it was Tyrod, it wasn't Daniel Jones, but still... He looks good, and hopefully he's going to continue what he's doing. Uh, Also, Jalen Hyatt breakout week next week. I'm predicting this. I have a feeling Jalen Hyatt's going to break out. Tyrod threw it to him more than Daniel Jones had. There was also one deep shot that got negated by an Evan Neal illegal man downfield. But I think Jalen Hyatt's going to break out any day, and I'm really excited for that. Also, maybe even the biggest story of the night for the Giants was Justin Pugh. He played left tackle after... Starting at left guard in the game after was only supposed to play 20 to 25 snaps because it's a year after his ACL injury. He gets put into the left tackle position once Josh Azudu went down. And literally, as he said in his intro, he was right off the couch. And he played great. His PFF grade may not say he did. But coming off an injury like an ACL tear and playing a position that you don't normally play because he only played left tackle mainly for just one season in his career back in 2015, I believe. But... Still, it was incredible to watch. And do want to mention one thing about Evan Neal. There was one play where he looked amazing as a run blocker. He just needs to work on his pass blocking, but his run blocking is really good. The Giants overall, they might be good. They might be bad. It's just really hard to tell because of the offensive line issues. And quickly to talk about the Bills, Stephon Diggs in five games this season has had over 100 yards, which is really, really fun to see, especially after Deontay Banks kind of took away some of that for him. And Josh Allen, there was one throw he made that was caught for a touchdown, and it was a weird throw. Josh Allen, he really has been playing to his competition this year. Last week against the Jaguars, he didn't look good. This week, he didn't look good either. You could tell in that game, too, that the Bills were missing Matt Milano because I was definitely surprised to see that the Giants were moving the ball somewhat in the game, even though we didn't have a touchdown. And now... The moment you have all been waiting for. This week's Jacob's Jugular. Aaron Rodgers. I believe he will come back this season and the Jets will make the playoffs. And even if he doesn't come back in the regular season, he will come back in the playoffs because the Jets will be there. Their defense is so good that it's so hard to have it that they won't be in the playoffs. Their schedule is way easier in the second half of the year and... With how the AFC is right now, it's very weird. They can make the playoffs. Rodgers is on record returning pace from an Achilles injury. He's already throwing, which doesn't make any sense. 
it's really weird to see and weird in a good way, but it's just crazy. And he's 40. This shouldn't be possible. Nobody's ever come back from an Achilles injury this fast. And normally when people come back from Achilles injuries, it takes them a while to get back to what they were before. And Rodgers is throwing within five weeks, six weeks. It's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. And I feel like the Jets having Aaron Rodgers there throwing at the game is a huge motivation factor, especially when Aaron Rodgers is on the headset helping out Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson was eh in that game, but he made some good throws. And I just think it's wild. The whole thing is completely crazy. It's abnormal. Aaron Rodgers is not human. And yeah, I don't I don't understand it, but it would be such a cool story if he does come back. And I do think he will come back, and I do think he's going to make the playoffs with the Jets this year. Anyways, though, that's it for today. Thank you all for listening. I will be back next week with my recap of Week 7 of the NFL season.